0: Second lesson comes to us from 2 Corinthians. Chapter five, beginning with verse number 16. Listen once again to the word of God. From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view. Even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we know him no longer in that way. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So we are, ambassadors for Christ. Since God is making his appeal through us, we entreat you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hmm. Do you hear your phone ringing? In the early days of the church, Christians sometimes needed to disguise their communication with other believers. If it were a time of persecution, for example, you needed to find out if it were saved, you talk with someone about Jesus. And so what sometimes they would do, if standing in the crowd in a village or a city, they would take their foot and make the image of a fish in the sand. And if someone saw this symbol of Christ, they would then know that you, too, follow Jesus. And if they didn't know, if they didn't recognize, you just take your foot and wipe it away. Uh, do you hear your phone ringing this morning? In our po- polarized political climate, we could use something similar, something like the fish, because it is hard, very, very hard, To spot a liberal and it is very very difficult to identify a conservative by the clothes they wear By the church they attend Or by the baseball team they love We live in an era in which we have become very very guarded in what we say if we say anything at all about abortion social spending our military and if we are to remain safe and secure in our own echo chambers, and if we want to avoid those with whom we disagree, those who do not share our thoughts, beliefs, and positions, we need, we need some way to identify one another very, very quickly. Do you hear your phone ringing? I think I have come up with the answer. Ringtones. We can identify one another with ringtones. This epiphany came to me a few years ago when Deb gave me her unlocked phone and said, I'm having trouble with the email. Would you work with it? Yes, honey, I would be glad to. And so indeed, I did work on the email, but then I I had an opportunity to play with her ringtone. And so later that day, she and Nathan went shopping I waited about an hour or two, and then I called her to surprise her with her new ringtone, and it sounded like this. she was in a dressing room. (laughs) Would you believe that it got her attention? It did. So maybe maybe we need to do something similar to, to communicate to the world what our political positions might be. So progressives, whatever that really means, could have the Mormon Tabernacle Choir singing America the Beautiful and conservatives whatever that really means, could have Kate Smith singing, God bless America. Uh, how convenient that would be. Then we would know, we would know right off the bat uh, who was with us and who was against us, whom we can trust and whom we cannot trust, who is informed and who is just plain ignorant. Progressive and conservative left and right, these labels give us a simple yet effective means of quickly classifying one another. After all, we have become a nation that delights in denigrating and humiliating those who have a different opinion than our own. It feels good. It helps us to feel more confident, more self-righteous, even superior. For when we regress to the reprehensible practice of categorizing human beings, we no longer acknowledge the dignity of other people. They are nothing more than a label, an opponent, a barrier to our objectives. Human beings cease to be human in our eyes and instead we see them as nothing more than an opponent or an adversary. So bring on the ringtones. Let's be honest about it. Let's be honest about the division in our country and the antipathy we hold for one another. Bring on the ringtones. Let them sound from sea to shiny sea for these ringtones, these cold means of dismissing and discarding others, relieves us of the obligation to open up, to listen, to care, to discover in the faces of those with whom we agree, our very brothers and sisters. Bring on the ringtones so that we can direct with laser precision our verbal assaults, our character assassinations, and our vindictive invectives. Bring on the ringtones. And then we might be a little bit more honest about the searing meanness, spite, and reactivity that afflict our political process and our public discourse. Bring on the ringtones. Presbyterianism was in large measure founded by a church leader and theologian by the name of John Knox. John Knox was a political refugee from Scotland who fled to Geneva and studied with the great theologian John Calvin. Let that sink in just for a moment. Our denomination was founded by a political refugee, someone who had been ostracized, marginalized, hated, and despised. In 1558, John Knox wrote a letter from Geneva to the people of his homeland. He said that all people have a duty to heed the word of God and to resist civil civil and ecclesiastical tyranny. No one can attain salvation without true knowledge of Christ, he claimed. And then he said, this is the point wherein I say all men, all people, are created equal. John Knox wrote that. That has a ring to it, doesn't it? It's aspirational, it's challenging, it's hopeful. Do you hear your ringtone, yet this morning? Is your phone ringing? In July of 1776, the 13 colonies voted to break away from King George. Then on July 4th, the second Continental Congress meeting in Philadelphia passed the Declaration of Independence. And that most sublime of documents, Thomas Jefferson, at the age of 33, wrote, all men are created equal. Jefferson probably borrowed this phrase from his friend and neighbor Filippo Mazzi. All people are created equal. Lady Justice is blind, and as Dr. King suggested, we are ever seeking to cash in on this promissory note. We seem to take a few steps forward seeking to cash in on this promissory note and to affirm the equality of all people, but then sometimes we take a few steps backwards and slip into misanthropy. Do you remember what else Jefferson wrote? We hold these truths to be what? Self-evident. Except that's not what Jefferson wrote. He wrote sacred and undeniable truths, but Benjamin Franklin changed it to self-evident truths. There is a richness and a zeal in this affirmation that still sends shivers up and down my spine. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I love it. It, Well, I I do love it. I I affirm it, I believe it, but um, it's not completely true with it. It's simply not self-evident that all people are created equal. If it were self-evident, it would have been been proclaimed all over the world hundreds of years ago. If it were self-evident, it would have been celebrated before the Enlightenment of the 17th century. It was not self-evident, for example, when the Roman Empire crucified tens of thousands of people. It was not self-evident when we kidnapped and enslaved hundreds of thousands of our African-American brothers and sisters. It was not self-evident on the Trail of Tears. It is not self-evident whenever and wherever the rights, wants, and desires of one race, one gender, one social strata, subjugate the rights, wants, and desires of another. And while you and I might disagree on abortion, and the Presbyterian Church welcomes disagreement, the equality of all people is not self-evident when the agency and autonomy of women are imperiled and or denied. It is worth noting that 50 years ago, when Roe v. Wade was handed down, most denominations, including our Baptist friends, affirmed women's right to choose. My big question is, what changed? What's going on in the underbelly of our society today? To bring this issue to the surface in such a divisive and volatile manner, what's stirring down here so that this has become the defining issue of our time? Our denomination, by the way, the PCUSA, still affirms a woman's right to choose. One of our core values says that God alone is Lord of the conscience. And while we acknowledge that abortion might be better left to be a last resort, a last option, we also acknowledge that this is a fraught issue marked by pain, ambiguity, hostility, suspicion, and fear. In the end, we Presbyterians, even though Presbyterians still disagree with one another as a denomination, we continue to affirm and embrace the autonomy and agency of women and we trust them in conversations with their families, their churches, and their care providers to make their medical decisions. Do you hear your phone ringing? I do. What then is our calling as the Church of Jesus Christ in a society in which brother is pitted against brother, and sister against sister? What is our vocation? What does God want us to do? In our scripture reading this morning, the Apostle Paul gives us a clue. He says, we no longer regard people from a human point of view. That is, we will no longer use the categories of left and right and conservative and liberal to identify people. That's what the world does. We are called to a different standard. The world will label one another. The world will denigrate one another based on their political belief, but as followers of Jesus Christ, we believe that we will no longer view people from a human point of view, even though we once regarded Christ from a human, Point of view, we regard him that way no longer. Paul affirms that in Christ, there is a new creation. The old has passed away and a new has come. All of this is from God who is reconciling the world to himself and has entrusted to us. Paul says this twice in this passage, Who entrusted to us the message of reconciliation. Paul wants us to remember who we are. Do you remember the word that he used to describe our identity? ambassadors we are ambassadors for christ this is our 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 identity this is our challenge and this is our calling do you hear your phone ringing i do for god is calling you to be the very kind of messenger in our world that the world so desperately needs to hear we already have more than enough friends and neighbors and pundits and politicians who feed us a steady diet of fear and anger and suspicion. We have more than enough who pervert their pedestals and positions to divide, humiliate, demean, marginalize, and ostracize, but ambassadors? Ambassadors of Christ? Those who would refute the world when the world wants to label and demean and denigrate one another? Ambassadors the world needs. Ambassadors who are willing to sit down with people who have a different opinion, different position, different perspective and listen. And even in the midst of disagreement to affirm the humanity and be brothers and sisters in Christ, this is what the world needs. Do you hear your phone ringing? God is calling you to be an ambassador here, now, in this context. Christ is calling you to be an ambassador who will celebrate the full humanity of every woman and man. Do you hear your phone ringing? You are called to be an ambassador, to hold one another accountable when we denigrate someone. Do you hear your phone ringing? You are ambassadors who challenge us to banish labels and hateful rhetoric from our vocabulary. Do you hear your phone ringing? You are the ambassadors who will point the world beyond the darkness of fear and suspicion to behold the shining brilliance of Christ's truth and love. Do you hear your phone ringing? Christ is calling you. Christ is calling his church to bear witness to truth and love in a world that is broken and torn apart by hate and spite. Do you hear your phone ringing? Do you hear Christ at this table inviting us to sit with one another and saying to one of us all over again, love one another as I have loved you. Do you hear your phone ringing?